Hi everyone! Welcome back to another episode of Maddie's OT Journey. On today's episode, I have a very special guest, my sister Anna, here to help me discuss how my perspective of OT has changed throughout the course of my first semester in college, and I'll also be answering some of her burning questions about the field of OT. Hi everyone, I'm Anna and I'm so excited to be given the opportunity to be on this podcast today. Although Maddie has wanted to be an occupational therapist for years, I honestly don't know much about this profession, so I'm eager to ask a few questions and learn some more. My first major question is, what even is occupational therapy? That's a great first question. One of the biggest concepts I have learned from this semester is there is not exactly one way to define OT because the concept of occupations is so complex, yet so simple at the same time. In Chapter 1 of Willard and Spackman's Occupational Therapy, Kalia Robinson-Johnson and Virginia Dickey define occupations as the daily life activities in which people engage. This definition may seem a little vague and confusing, especially for someone who knows little about the field. However, occupations can simply be what people do at their time. They can be as ordinary as brushing your teeth or as special as participating in family tradition. Sometimes, occupations can even be considered bad, such as smoking. With all that being said, I define OT as a rehabilitation profession that focuses on the entire person, including their mental, physical, and emotional health, to help either gain or recover skills necessary to ultimately do the things they want to do. In simplest terms, I like to say, while other professions ask and address the question, what's the matter with you? OTs ask their clients, what matters to you? Wow, that's a cool way of thinking about the profession. I noticed you had mentioned OT focuses on the whole person and was also surprised to learn from your podcast on the practice area presentation that OTs work with many different clients, such as babies in the NICU and people in the criminal justice system. But who else can an OT work with? I was really surprised to learn OTs can work in these fields at first too. In fact, the practice area presentation was the most meaningful project of the semester for me because I never realized how OT can be used in such a wide variety of settings. Before this semester, I knew OTs could work in hospitals, school-based settings, and nursing homes. However, my understanding of the profession broadened when I discovered OTs can work in numerous other fields such as driver assessment and training, chronic disease management, and even immigrants. In addition, I had learned how crucial mental health is in this field because I found OTs could work with people experiencing addiction, eating disorders, as well as survivors of domestic violence, human trafficking, and natural disasters. I truly loved this project because it opened my eyes to many new fields I never deemed possible. In fact, because of this project, I'm considering rethinking which area of OT I would like to work in after I graduate. Before completing the assignment, I believed I was set in stone to work in a pediatric facility, in particular with children on the autism spectrum. Although I still love this option, I now may want to specialize and work in the NICU because I'm fascinated about the impact an OT can have with both a newborn and their caregivers. I never even knew this was a possibility months ago. I honestly never would have guessed some of those career paths are possibilities in your future. I also didn't realize how important mental health is in this career too. 
But what does mental health actually have to do with the rehabilitation profession? I actually had the same question at the start of the semester. In my research about this profession, I always read how important mental health is in this field. But it was not until the practice area presentation and in reading about client-centered practice in Chapter 4 of Willard and Spackman's Occupational Therapy textbook that this idea truly clicked. Now, I understand OT cannot be efficient without seeing a holistic view of our clients. Practitioners must have knowledge of their client's state of mind, as well as their past, present, and future lives in their environment to effectively coordinate the skills and activities to include in intervention to allow the client to reach their full potential. I honestly love this aspect of OT because it reinforces that every client is unique. Each person comes from their own background, has experienced their own setbacks, and has their own story to tell. As OTs, it is our mission to help them work through these personal barriers or whatever is holding them back to live their lives to the fullest. That's so inspiring. I know there's such an emphasis in today's world on the importance of having a healthy mental state. I can see how an OT has to help their clients on so many different levels. That's really amazing. It really seems like you learned a lot this semester. I really have. My knowledge of the field has strengthened tremendously. Before I began my studies, I thought I had a good understanding of OT. Now, I truly understand the profession's history, core values, and other concepts I previously mentioned, such as the focus on mental health and the additional areas of practice. My understanding has grown so much in just one semester, I can't wait to see how much more knowledge I gain through the remainder of my education. Thank you so much, Anna, for joining me on this podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so glad I was able to teach you a little something about my passion and what I'll be doing in the next stage of my life. On that note, thank you listeners for tuning in to this episode of Maddie's OT Journey. I cannot wait to share more of my experiences learning about this awesome career with you all real soon.